0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July 25th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two. And our goal always is to protect life, liberty, and property. And to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap on Saturday. As you know, we are live two hours a day, six days a week. Spread the word, share the love. We had on Chris Carlson who says, without God we can never win. With God we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we must be engaged in the fight. And we talked about this incredible documentary, What Really Happened on January the 6th, The Real Story, Epic TV, available on uh, theepictimes.com. And we talked about the government and the deep state literally in bed with the CIA-controlled media has literally now declared war on the people. I don't really know how to say it any other way. I really don't, folks. I don't like to make crazy, outrageous claims. Uh, I don't like to be belligerent but at the same time I don't I don't know any other way to call it. When you watch this documentary from the epic times and you have the government literally firing into a peaceful crowd. Folks, it it changes your understanding. These people are not for peace. They're not for freedom. They're not for trying to take care of you or me or stop escalations. They are there to flat out escalate, ladies and gentlemen. There is no other way to say it. So that's why I say the government and deep state in bed with the CIA-controlled media has now declared war on the American people. People who were there to try to create peace, try to create i I don't know what you want to call it, de-escalation. They were literally attacked, mocked, thrown in jail. The blame was on them. They literally are running around saying Donald Trump escalated this. But he was the guy that said, if you need 20,000 National Guard folks, just say the word. They're available to you. I authorize. And they turned it down, turned it down, turned it down, turned it down. It melted down. And then now they're blaming it on the Donald. Same with the Oath Keepers. Same with many other people like Vicki White, who we know personally who did her very best to to de-escalate. She tried to stop the thugs from smashing the windows and different things. And what happens to her? She gets pushed into the Capitol by others by force. Then she gets assaulted by who? Our government. This is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Jake Lane, one of the guys who really tried to de-escalate, literally says, you know what? They're engaging in cruel and unusual punishment. And specifically because... They want to send a signal out to the rest of America. If you ever dare to stand for your Constitution, for your Bill of Rights, for your civil liberties, we will call you a domestic terrorist. We will drag you away from your home and from your family and from your community. And we will flat out put you in deplorable conditions. We will torture you into Ridiculous plea deals, and you know what? We'll drag your name through the mud throughout all mainstream media. We'll call you a white supremacist, a domestic terrorist, a violent insurrectionist, and all this ridiculous nonsense will happen to you folks. This is what I mean by their declaring war. How do you call it any different? The guy who literally tried to save this lady's life who was being trampled on the ground and the cops were beating while she was down and unconscious. This guy tries to save this lady. What do they call him? An insurrectionist. Folks, I don't know how to respond. Why didn't Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, that's both sides of the aisle, ladies and gentlemen, why didn't they provide greater security and call for greater security? Why are they not being implicated in the crime for not calling on the National Guard that Donald Trump made available to them to the tune of 20,000 members, right? Why aren't the Republicans on the other side of the aisle telling the other side of the story? Why is that being left to the Epic Times and to people like me? Wow. Now Joe Biden is bypassing Congress. Unconstitutionally, to so called fight climate emergency. We talked about that with Chris Carlson, second hour. Yeah, we talked about this uh, Ira Einhorn guy. He's the Earth Day fraud that became, quote, the unicorn, literally a murderer. That's how Earth Day kicked off. American farmers are giving us a warning now food shortages ahead. So the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if God does not exist, who then has the authority to set the ideal temperature? About a third of this planet planet is uninhabitable because it's too cold. We don't know any place on the planet that is too hot to inhabit. Yeah, it's not fun sometimes, but you know what? There you go. So who sets the ultimate temperature? The uh, uh, final who determines whether it's warming, whether it's hotter than it should be? So the numbers creeping up is that a bad thing? Who gets to set the temperatures? The real question: government environmentalists. We talked about Lake Mead provides water to millions of people in seven states across the western United States. It's having unprecedented drought conditions, right? They say the reservoir has shrunk to its smallest level since the Great Depression. Isn't it interesting that we're having financial issues now and drought issues? What do they tell you the answer is, well, Sam, if you don't drive your car and if you don't have air conditioning, then it'll get better. That's a lie. And the people that tell me that are the ones jetting around in planes, right? Just spewing so many toxins into the atmosphere, it's not even funny. The only real answer, folks, is to turn to God. They won't tell you that, but I will because why? It's the truth. That's why. All right. The Supreme Court shut down Joe. The Supreme Court curbed the EPA's ability to... uh, regulate climate change, and um, it puts limits on how the agency can deal with power plants, etc. the Hill with that piece, with the court putting a halt to Joe Biden's plot. Well, now the liberals, I don't know what you call them, the communists, the socialists, the Democrats, whatever you want to call them, uh, they were calling for the um, court to be stacked when they didn't like the court's decisions. Now they're literally calling for flat-out abolition of the Supreme Court. And these whacked out people tell you that I'm anti-government? Wow. We also talked about thousands lost everything in a Forest Service started fire. Yeah, we had to distribute about $3.4 million to about a 1,000 families, uh, the agency said. So here's what happened. Your government started a fire, got out of control, burned everything down. Zero accountability. This is exactly... Exactly what the Hammonds were doing, and the government prosecuted them as terrorists. So, how come we're not prosecuting the government who started these fires as terrorists? See, this is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. So, I submit to you, we have got to stand boldly, folks. I don't know what to say about it. All right, Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org. Welcome back, sir.
2: Good to be with you, Sam. Thanks for having me.
1: All right, did you get to see this movie from the Epic Times yet? Not yet. All right. You got to watch it. It is shocking, but I only have one phrase at the end of watching it. Are you ready? Yeah. The government, a.k.a. the deep state, in bed with the CIA-controlled media, has now declared declared war on We the People. Mm. I don't yeah, know what else to I say about it. it. I don't like to make claims like that because they sound so outlandish. They sound uh, so over-the-top, like, oh, come on, Sam. But when you see this movie, And Uh you realize what they've done since then? They've used January 6th literally uh, writing articles about me, about Richard Mack, about others, literally tying us to the January 6th event in a way. We weren't Mm. even there. We told people not to go. But we're still now, by implication, by domestic threat terrorist kind of claims, we are implicated. Mm. This is the kind of stuff that's just absolutely – and that's why I say you cannot – you cannot describe it in any other terms if you're going to be honest about it. They are declaring mm-hmm. war on we the people. Mm. Look, Donald Trump literally authorized twenty thousand troops from the National Guard to assist that day on January sixth, and Nancy Pelosi. And uh, what's the? Um, oh, sure? who's the? Now who's the Republican uh, senator in Kentucky? Not Ron. Oh,
2: Miss mm-hmm. McConnell. McConnell?
1: All right, both sides of the out could have called up the National Guard. They didn't, even though Trump authorized them to help. And then when it when when it when it finishes and it's a failure and a meltdown, then what do they do? They blame Donald Trump, saying he caused it. He didn't prepare for or provide uh, support or call um, this thing what it is, a terrorist act or whatever, and, and he didn't do what he could to stop it. See, this is an absolute lie, and now they're saying Trump's responsible for it, that he conjured it up and called it? He's huh. the one that authorized twenty thousand troops to stop it, but they never called upon those troops.
2: No, they didn't want them there. They they didn't want the. They only wanted the the, the locals there that they could uh, you know pay to corrupt and stuff. They didn't want twenty thousand you know neutral people there. But when
1: you literally don't call upon twenty thousand troops, and President Trump has authorized them, and you literally don't call upon them, and then you blame it on Trump, and then you expand that to blame people like me. Who mm-hmm. wasn't even there? See, you're declaring war on the people. This is an outright lie for escalation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just you, you watch the movie. You'll be shocked at, at the evidence. By the way, Vicki White is prominent in the movie, and she was on with me. She's a dear friend. She was on with me the day after the event.
2: Wow. Cool, man.
1: And she's prominent in the movie. All right, mm-hmm. when we get back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk to Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty about the incredible Political Leadership School coming up in a couple of weeks on your radio. Back with you live, Lowell Nelson, for Liberty.org on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. And you got a leadership school coming up that is matched by none, Lowell.
2: It is uh, the best uh, in the country, Sam. Um, it's uh, put on by FACOL, which is, stands for the Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership. So it's not a class that I teach. It's a class that I host, you know, just because I'm the one who sets it up and signs the contracts with the venue, and the Salt Lake Community College there in Sandy, Utah, has always been really good to us, uh, working with us very well. Um, have, and we buy lunch for the participants. This class goes from nine to five. You know, nine in the morning, basically eight thirty, you get there for registration. The class begins at nine. It goes to five or five thirty. It's an all-day thing, so we provide lunch as part of the fee. It's just, I mean, normally this kind of training Sam, costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars. The faculty makes it available uh, for only $50 and even less for students. Um, and that includes lunch. So there are only 72 seats available for this class. Um, and so if, if you're interested in it, then you need to sign up now to, to guarantee your spot. What are you going to learn? Well, um, you know, we, we've talked uh, forever you know, on this uh, radio show, Sam. That, you know, maintaining our liberty is not just a single one-time event, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle. I mean, our liberty is it's not going to be restored by one person being elected to the White House or to the Congress or whatever, but uh, the change is a process. Someone's going to be in charge and the politicians uh, who are elected, they're going to be concerned about their next election, and so this class will equip us with the information and and, and knowledge in order to uh, push the, the political class to do what we want them to do. Uh, we, will, we will learn how to create the political environment that uh, will reduce government interference in our lives and resulting in lower taxes, more freedom. And so we uh, hope that uh, folks, you'll join us in advancing the cause of conservative leadership. Uh, this school here in Sandy, Utah comes about once a year. I try to do it during the summertime, during the politically uh, slow time of the year when people have a little bit more time to, to, to spend on it. So you can come just spend the, 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 the day with us and, and learn from the very best. By the way, this time uh, Kirk Shelley from Oklahoma will be flying in to teach us uh, uh, this this information, this material. And Kirk is very experienced is a savvy activist with uh, three or four decades of local and national experience working on campaigns working on uh, political um, uh, efforts to uh, uh, you know for example to 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 promote uh, gun ownership to promote pro-life issues uh, these these kinds of uh, things he's very very experienced very seasoned and we are going to learn a lot um, from this class i've attended well over i don't know 15 to 18 of these myself over the past uh, 12, 15 years, and they are just like you say the best uh, the best training you can receive on uh, on how to get your politicians to do what you want them to do. Sam.
1: All right, where do people go uh, to get tickets? Lol. you got it ladies and gentlemen i'll add it to the show notes look this class is a one of a kind and, and i'll tell you why because political and leadership almost seems like contradiction in terms and it is if you're a politician it's not if you're a statesman though well that's really important to understand
2: mm-hmm. yeah i've met two well i haven't met i know of two statesmen in congress in my lifetime one is ron paul republican from texas one is uh, Larry McDonald, a Democrat from Georgia. Larry's no long, longer with us. He was shot down in, in a Korean airline flight 007, um, shot down over Sakhalin Island. And, um, but uh, Ron Paul is still with us, and these two gentlemen are two of the finest uh, statesmen um, we have ever had in Congress. Now, there are others who are in Congress today who are what I believe budding statesmen. And, uh, and so I applaud their efforts and, uh, and hope that we'll see many more like them, you know, in Congress and in your local communities, in your state legislature, le- yeah, legislatures, your city councils, your county commissions, your school boards. Um, we need good men and women every, at every level of government uh, to be involved and to be statesmen. I mean, you're not swayed by political pressure. But you stand for principle and no matter the cost. And, and that, that takes a lot of guts, a lot of courage, but that's what we are looking for, Sam.
1: We're talking about the Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership, ladies and gentlemen, also known as FACL. Okay. And we're talking about Kurt Shelley doing the training. The website, just so you know, is FACL training. Dot org, uh, And you can check that out. I got that in the show notes as well. This is going to be a one, uh, I don't want to say a once in a lifetime, but a very unique conference. Because remember, if only 70 plus people could attend, because it's small, because they want it hands on, because they want everybody to have uh, interaction. Okay, it's, it's, it's really, it's hands-on learning, it's role-playing, it's understanding, uh, it's, it's education like you won't get anywhere else. And when we talk about political leadership, it almost sounds like a contradiction in terms. But if you're a statesman, though, you learn how to navigate this. You learn how to hold on to your own values, uh, but yet navigate the complicated, you know, landscape of those pulling at your every issue. In other words, you know what? Here's where I stand on an issue. I'm going to be attacked. Or I'm going to be vilified. On one hand, I'm going to be abused. On the other hand, I'm going to be praised and supported. How do you uh, navigate all that? How do you provide proper leadership but hold your ground? Uh, Rand Paul, or, I'm, I'm sorry, Ron Paul specifically was incredible at this. Uh, a lot of people said, "Well, you know what, Doctor? No, you stand on your own." But he'd say, "You know what? I stand on my own, but I'm with the founding fathers and with the sacred cause of liberty." They would say, "Well, fine. How come prostitutes are funding your campaign?" His response, you know what? Anybody who wants to support liberty can support liberty. That doesn't mean that I agree with everything everybody says. It just means, okay, you got to learn how to respond to this stuff. You got to learn how to have a thick skin, but you got to also not fire back and and, and get the discussion derailed. It's one of the things that the enemies of liberty and the enemies of a statesman want to do. They want to get you all befuddled and derailed to where you're sidetracked. Oh, no, no, no. You can learn with the proper leadership, folks, to stay on course. And to do that, if you go to the political leadership school on Saturday, August the 6th, it'll be held at the Salt Lake Community College in Sandy, Utah, and this one-day school will be taught by a nationally acclaimed instructor from the Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership, FACL, and his name is Kurt Shelley. He's from Oklahoma flying in for the event. You want to learn more, folks? You can do so. FACL training.org to get that done. Uh, Anything else on this, Lowell? That's really an important class to be aware of. And it's coming up fast, only a couple of weeks. So we'll only get to talk about it uh, maybe one more time or something.
2: That's right, Sam. Uh, We appreciate uh, the opportunity to make this invitation to people who listen to the Liberty Roundtable because our audience is a, a bunch of liberty minded people. These are. Like you know, we've had people from Wyoming come, Idaho, uh, surrounding states come to our trainings. Uh, one of the one of our dear friends in Wyoming came to this class um, oh about ten years ago, fifteen years ago now, and um, and then she and her husband started uh, the Wyoming Campaign for Liberty. Up, uh, and they're just wonderful people. Um, they they meet over in uh, Casper, Wyoming, on a regular basis, uh, and they have a big impact on the Wyoming legislature. Good things happening in Wyoming. We hope uh, we can spread uh, and and make good things happen uh, here in Utah as well, and, uh, and and surrounding states. So you know we I know Sam, you have listeners all over the country, and you can go to this website at faculty-training.org and request a school or request information about a school and uh, there's there's there will there will be one taught near you i, I guarantee whether you live in georgia or alabama texas uh, florida new york no matter where you live uh there will be a class uh being taught near you and if there's not you can host a class you can get a bunch of people together and host one of these schools and uh, and and just make the class happen for yourself. Sam.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you want to learn more, get a hold of the Lowell. You can do so, campaignforliberty.org. Organize in your area, will you please? Hey, do you all know about the NCAA? Well, somebody wrote a letter to them. Incredible. We're going to tell you about it in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty
0: Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio
5: News with Lance Pryde. The news of Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan has sparked threats from Beijing and concerns among Biden administration officials that the dispute could spiral out of control. The Chinese foreign ministry said China would take, quote, forceful measures, end quote if the visit occurs and communicated privately to the United States that a military response was possible. A wildfire burning out of control near California's Yosemite National Park in the middle of the state has forced thousands of residents to flee. Jeff LaRusso with the Riverside County Fire Department Sunday night.
2: I want to give you guys the latest on where we're at with the fire. The current acreage is 15,603 acres. We have zero percent containment, And we're still actively working on on getting more and more. The Pope
5: is in Edmonton, Canada, all week long. We are USA Radio News.
6: Wendy Bell here for my friends at Swiss America. Did you know the U.S. Constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver? That's right. But our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So, to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800 630 1490. That's 800-630-1490. Silver Walking Liberty Half Dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800-630-1490. 800-630-1490.
5: Type 2 diabetes has hit one segment of our community pretty hard. And the Biden administration is doing something about it. The administration has come out in support of the South Asian Heart Health Awareness Research Act of 2022 and looks forward to working with the Senate on this critical bill. South Asian Americans carry a disproportionate risk of cardiovascular disease and related disorders like type 2 diabetes. From the Gulf Coast Radio News Bureau, I'm Tony Maruso. The Philadelphia Phillies Baseball Club will welcome Pete Rose back to Citizens Bank Park for the first time since he received a lifetime ban in 1989 for gambling. Rose is scheduled to attend a celebration of the 1980 World Series champions that will be taking place on August 7th. Angry Kid Rock fans trashed a North Dakota State Fair concert venue by chucking beer cans and storming the stage. One man was arrested. The show was canceled because of bad weather. USA Radio News.
1: I want to dedicate this song To Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, FACL-training.org to get a hold of this one-day incredible school in the great state of Utah, Sandy, Utah, coming up. you got to check it out. August the 6th, Saturday, so you've only got a little bit of time uh, to get signed up. But if you are in a different area, there are trainings all across the country. Campaignforliberty.org. You can get a hold of Lowell and others, and they can help tap you into your local people there uh, to make a difference. The NCAA, you think collegiate sports, right? That's right. Well, there's a big old, uh, what do you want to say, epic battle happening there, Lowell, we need to brief people on.
2: Yeah, the NCAA, they've been pressuring uh, student athletes uh, for a couple of years to get vaxxed, um, basically, you know, take that gene therapy that Moderna or Pfizer or Johnson Johnson have, have uh, manufactured. And as you and I both know, Sam, it's a clot shot. You get that shot, basically you are asking for for trouble, heart uh, circulatory system trouble. It's been the cause of myocarditis, uh, pericarditis, many, many other problems in the body. Well, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of collegiate sports <laughs> because of the passion I just love watching student athletes compete because they are so passionate. You know, you go to professional football, professional basketball, it's more like a job. And, you know, you're still, there's are still high talent, high level of talent there, obviously. But I just love the passion that's associated with collegiate sports, you know, football, basketball, women's basketball. And, of course, I love soccer and gymnastics and softball as well. Love watching them. Um, I watched the BYU basketball game last year the night their star center, Richard Harward, collapsed on the bench during the game. He had to be helped from the arena, one person on each side of him supporting him, basically carrying him off of the court, his legs, his legs kind of dragging behind him. I mean, everyone on that team, Sam, was coerced into taking the cross shot. Uh, and I, in retrospect, I just wish they had instead walked out and refused to play I mean that would have been a very strong statement. If the whole team had refused to play simply because they were being coerced into taking that clot shot, that would have been a very strong statement. And they would have been safer. You know, Richard Harwood would not be dealing with uh, circulatory system issues right now. Well, another big story last year was the Corner Canyon high school basketball player Everest Romney, six foot nine um, student. Days after getting the Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, Romney was hospitalized for blood clots in his brain. He started seeing his next well the day after getting his shot. And his dad suffered blood clots after getting the Moderna shot. And so that affected that family big time. So you have to ask yourself, how many more people need to see, how many more examples uh, of this do people need before they open their eyes to the dangers of this so-called COVID vaccine, it's not a vaccine, it's gene therapy, but they call it a vaccine. And this, this is the situation exactly why the VAX manufacturers wanted to wait 75 years before releasing their internal studies and other vital information, which thanks to some good whistleblowers, we now know uh, these, these companies knew the dangers of these, uh, this gene therapy, and yet they, they persisted. Because why? Well, they've been indemnified by Congress. You can't touch them. No matter what damage they do to you or your family, you can't touch them legally. So, you know, that's the situation we're in. So anyway, I was really glad, Sam, to catch a news story on LouRockwell.com reporting that a group called No College Mandates had sent a letter to NCAA President Mark Emmert encouraging the NCAA to do the following three things. Number one, investigate vaccine injuries among college athletes. Number two, end discrimination based on vaccination status. And number three, stop discriminating against student-athletes who choose not to get vaccinated. So it's the case, Sam, that sometimes a student-athlete will sign with a letter of intent to go to a university even before the the university's policy regarding the COVID vaccine is set forth. And then that student athlete is basically coerced into taking the clock shot simply to please the school officials, and, which, are, which are just working to please the NCAA. So if we could stop the NCAA from this coercive activity, then there would be a lot more freedom among student athletes in, in Division One sports. So this, the author of the letter, uh, said this, Sam. He said, as the author of that letter, I'd like to share my perspective on vaccine mandates. I am a senior administrator at one of the nation's top universities. I'm also the father to multiple recruited Div- division one athletes. In my higher ed job, I watched my very prestigious institution send everyone home to stop the spread and then conduct two semesters of online learning before, uni- before ultimately mandating and Experimental vaccine to the entire population of students, faculty, and staff. Uh, and let me just parenthetically insert here, Sam, this is not a singular event. There are universities, the, the majority of our Division I universities across the nation have mandated this, uh, this, uh, this gene therapy, this clot shot. Uh, back to the letter, he, he, says, he says the coercion was entirely unethical. Almost everyone was compliant, enthusiastic even, but I am sickened by what I witnessed. The student population was mandated to take a medical procedure or else face disenrollment. There was no informed consent. As a father of student athletes, I watched other institutions use the same tactics on my own children. Even my COVID recovered child was mandated to get the experimental product in order to be on campus and compete regardless of natural antibody counts, regardless of anything. All parents of recruited athletes are aware of the pressure placed on high school kids to commit and then sign with the college university. After signing a national letter of intent, normally to lock in the, the uh, promised amount of athletic scholarship, the NCAA process then binds that student to the university for a one-year period, and the student can no longer entertain offers from other schools student athletes committed to universities before knowing what the school vaccination or booster policy will be. It is unethical at best that college athletes at some but not all NCAA member institutions are forced to get vaccinations and boosters by the administration or by athletic staff after they have committed under different terms. These young and very healthy students at almost no risk from the virus are being forced to take this product based on The now completely debunked belief that by doing so, they protect the more vulnerable members of the community. As early as April of 2021, questions arose about whether COVID vaccines did in fact prevent infection and transmission, and by August of 2021, the CDC had confirmed that COVID vaccines do not prevent infection and transmission. And now Dr.
1: Deborah Burks literally coming clean uh, along with um, Anthony Fauci and literally admitting it doesn't really stop transmission and it doesn't keep you safe. You got Anthony Fauci now that literally was double boosted, double vaxxed. So four vaccinations later and he still got the cocoa and it turns out that the drug they used for it made the disease or the illness come back for for uh, Joe Biden. So you look at this, uh-huh. folks, and this letter uh, to the NCAA president um, literally doubling down and saying, hey, you know what? We need to realize the harm is being caused by the clot shot. Understand. It's at lewrockwell.com if you want to read it. But uh-huh. it's a group called No College Mandates. And they sent this letter to NCAA president Mark Emmert um, basically saying, hey, we want you to do three things, Lowell.
2: That's right. Those three things are, number one, to investigate vaccine injuries among college athletes, like that Richard Harwood of BYU. Number two, to end discrimination based on vaccination status. And uh, and, and, stop dis- and number three, stop discriminating against student-athletes who choose not to get vaccinated, Sam.
1: And it sounds like the last two are the same, but they're really not, yes. folks. One is the discrimination when you say no. The other one, though, is to later then check vaccination status on anybody who else comes in new to the program. Uh, In other words, Mm -hmm. uh, they'll avoid the fight uh, oftentimes by just checking the status and going, nope, you're out. Uh, We've got to make sure that we're not using that as a, quote, litmus test, folks. That's really the point here. And so these folks are spot on with their letter, and I commend them, Lowell.
2: Absolutely right, Sam. And I I do, too. This is another example of good people. Um, making a, a, a change, a change for good in their political environment. Simply by standing up for what is right, they are making a difference. And I hope the NCAA will listen to them.
1: And Liberty Roundtable wants to bring it to your attention and help echo uh, their open letter plea. We need to get this done, not only in the NCAA, but everywhere else in in pro-athlete uh, events as well we need to do this in the schools for you and I, everybody else this is a critical issue, the more people that stand together the better off we are speaking of a man standing up Chuck Baldwin writing an incredible article about gun violence and how to solve it Chuck Baldwin Live is where you find that article, when we come back we'll discuss this, great information in seconds with Lowell Nelson CampaignForLiberty.org on Liberty Roundtable Live TheEpicTimes.com Live and on your radio, Lowell Nelson, Campaign for and Sam Bushman breaking down all kinds of tidbits for your educational update. Chuck Baldwin writing an incredible column about the right to keep and bear arms and the blessings when we do so. Well...
2: No doubt, uh, you are familiar with the shooting at the Greenwood Park Mall in Indiana. This is uh, the the uh, th- this was just last week. Twenty-year-old man entered the mall about five in the afternoon, spent an hour in the bathroom assembling his weaponry, and then came out firing an AR-15-style rifle into the crowd, killing three and wounding two others. Um, thank goodness uh, Elijah Dixon and his girlfriend were there because Elijah was carrying a weapon, and almost immediately Sam engaged and killed the shooter while closing the distance between them. He fired 10 Ryans uh, from his, uh, his uh, uh, not a revolver, a semi-automatic uh, that, uh, that he had on his, on his person. He hit his target eight times, Sam. That is not an easy thing to do in, uh, in, in any situation, let alone a pressure-filled situation. But I love the way Chuck Baldwin writes about this. He says, think about it, folks. One 22-year-old armed citizen in Indiana was able to do in less than two minutes what over 100 professional law enforcement officers in Texas, Uvalde, Texas, were unable to do in over an hour, namely, to take down a would-be mass killer and save the lives of countless numbers of innocent people. You know, this elijah is absolutely a hero I mean he, he 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 pulled his own weapon and within seconds of this fellow uh, you know trying to shoot the place up he had his weapon out and he was advancing toward the the shooter and and and, and engaging meaning he was firing his weapon and uh, and, and and getting and, and I you know it's tough for someone with a a handgun to go up against someone with a rifle. I mean, that is almost suicidal. But he, nonetheless. But also,
1: he, let's be clear. Also on the move, though. That's another yes, important the, factor to understand, people.
2: he didn't just stay in one place, but but he advanced toward his target in a, you know tactically. You know, I, I don't know how it went down, but you know maybe you know going from from cover to cover. Maybe there were pillars there. Maybe there were walls. Maybe there were tables. I mean, I don't know the layout, but that he advanced toward his target, motioning um, bystanders to get behind him and, and leave, you know, exit from behind him. And and of course, the killer did not expect anybody to be there with a weapon because the mall is a gun-free zone. That's the irony. I mean, it was a gun-free zone, but thank goodness that this that Elijah had his, his weapon on him because he saved countless numbers of innocent people that day but lol
1: here here's my question i concur with this a hundred percent and i think elijah is a hero i agree with all this dixon good Mm -hmm. job sir and i agree with chuck baldwin's writing of this but here's the question that i have where's all the republicans to change the narrative on this and say you guys are on crack your gun control rules don't work at all look at this uvalde deal um it was a meltdown of epic proportions a massive failure on everybody's count everyone has to admit it Took well over an hour, a lot of lost, innocent life. Um, this Dixon guy took care of business, was not afraid, got it done. Okay. Why aren't the Republicans literally forcing the narrative down the throats of these um, folks who want to deny our God-given inalienable rights to the good guys? I just don't get it. Why aren't we standing up and using this boldly, nobly, independently for our cause? We seem to be in a vacuum where the Republicans just doubled down and went for gun controls. what they did. But yet we should be using this narrative to really highlight the reality that we face. Uh, the, the evidence is on our side if we just hold them to account. But for some reason there's a vacuum. We don't stand up. What's going on around here?
2: Well, I think a couple of things. I think uh, most Republicans are really Democrats in Republican clothing, and they, uh, they happen to agree with the gun control narrative. Uh, that's one problem. And another problem is that uh, we citizens are not uh, promoting this as well as we should to our uh, public servants. They need to know that we, we know about this. And this is not an isolated incident. This is one of many cases where a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. And it, it makes the gun control advocates angry. You know, they, they're, they're angry that this happened. They wanted high, They wanted a high body count. So that they so that the people would scream for more gun control legislation. That's what gun control advocates wanted. And every time
1: we have more gun control mm -hmm. legislation, we'll be in a situation where then they'll have more excuse to take away guns even further, even further, even further. But you know what? Just imagine if somebody would have been there at Valley, like Dixon
2: Mm -hmm. would have a whole
1: different discussion, wouldn't we, sir?
2: Well, I think so, and that's why I advocated with the Lone Peak High School where my daughters attended uh, school years ago. I said to Jim, the, Jim Starr, the principal, I, said, I told him, Jim, I sure hope you're packing because when my daughters comes to your school, you're responsible for her safety. And, and I want teachers in this school, and I want, you, I want you to pack. I don't need to know who they are but I sure hope to heaven that you are packing and that you got teachers who are packing their own private heat because uh, you are responsible for the safety of my children when they're in, when they're in your school. And, and I, did, I, I told, told him straight out that same thing as long as he's principal, as long as my daughters are in school and I was going to parent-teacher conferences, I always made a point to go talk to Principal Jim Starr and let him know unequivocally that I expect him to be carrying his own weapon in school every day so that he can defend the students if uh, such a situation would arise, Sam.
1: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Agency is key, okay? You've got decisions, ladies and gentlemen. We've all got decisions, and we need to use our agency in meaningful ways. Let's hear the real story of Job, Lowell.
2: Well, the biblical story, the biblical account of Job is that the uh, the uh, that God and and Satan got together and they said okay let's test job let's see how strong he is let's see if he will you know the basically adversary was saying I bet I can get job to to um, denounce you God and and God said well let's give it a try you know I mean that's the, the account we get from the Bible but um, that may not be quite the story maybe that was not translated correctly <laughs> from the bible who knows but there is no there is an apocryphal record of the story of job that makes much much more sense and uh and and it, it relates to our fight for freedom here in in a sacred cause of liberty uh, we all face opposition when we oppose evil and how we handle that opposition is our test that's your test that's my test how we handle the opposition for what we do in the cause of liberty is our Job test. Okay, so this story is really powerful. I just love getting this. I got it from a good friend yesterday morning before church. And uh, I was supposed to give a, a lesson in church, and I spent, you know, 15 minutes reading this uh, marvelous uh, story instead because I liked it so much. Um, the scene begins with Job at the end of his life calling his children together and telling them about what happened in his life. He says, Here now, children, I will reveal to you what happened to me. I was a very rich man living in the east in the land of Uts, Uts, or Utz. Before the Lord had named me Job, I was called Jobab. Now, the beginning of my trial was like this. Near my house, there was an idol of one worshipped by the people, and I saw constantly burnt offerings brought to him as a god. Then I pondered, and I said to myself, Is this he who made heaven and earth and the sea and us all? How will I know the truth? And in that night, as I lay asleep, a voice came and called, Jobab, Jobab, rise up, and I will tell you who is the one whom you wish to know. And this, however, to whom the people bring burnt offerings and libations is not God, that this is the power and work of the seducer, Satan, by which he beguiles the people. And when I heard this, I fell upon the earth and prostrated myself, saying, O my Lord, who speaks for the salvation of my soul, I pray you, if this is the idol of Satan, I pray you, let me go from this place and destroy it, and purify this spot. For there is none that can forbid me for doing it, because I am the king of this land, so that those that live in it no longer be led astray. So what he's doing, he's saying this idol is leading people astray. I don't want it near me in my land, and because I'm, I'm I'm king in this part of the land, I'm going to destroy the idol. And the voice that spake out of the flame answered to me, "You can purify this spot, but I announce to you what the Lord ordered me to tell you. For I am the archangel, archangel of God, and I said what so." Whatever shall be told to his servant, I shall hear. And the archangel said to me, In this manner speaks the Lord if you undertake to destroy and take away the image of Satan, he will set himself with wrath to wage war against you, and he will display against you all his malice. He will bring upon you many severe plagues and take from you all that you have. He will take away your children. an athlete and resist pain, sure of your reward, overcome trials and affliction. But when you endure, I shall make your name renowned throughout all generations of the earth until to the end of the world. And I shall restore you to all that you had. And the double part of what you will lose will be given to you in order that you may know that God does not consider the person but gives to each who deserves you shall be given and will be put on a crown of tassel flowers and at the resurrection you will awaken for eternal life then you will know that the lord is just and true and mighty and that my children i i uh, jobab said from the love of god i shall endure until death all that will come upon me and i shall not shrink back and uh, and after this i rose up in the night took 50 slaves went to the temple of the idol and destroyed it to the ground <laughs> So that's the end of the quote of the apocryphal account of Jobab. But this is a great story, Sam, because Job recognizes the evil. He is told the consequences of his actions by an angel of the Lord. He, he's told that Satan's going to come after him with a vengeance. But he nevertheless does the right thing. He destroys that temple of Satan. Because Satan is the greatest tyrant on this planet. We live in an age, Sam, where his power is waxing strong. And, and, and we need to, to awaken ourselves to his deceptions that are around us. But we need to also realize, Sam, that as we work in the sacred cause of liberty, we are going to experience resistance. And he's going to come after us. I mean, and, 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 and that's what's happening to good people everywhere. But it's important to do the right thing. I'm reminded of that phrase Benjamin Franklin wanted to put on our coinage Resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. So what is our civic duty? What is our spiritual duty? We must stay engaged in the sacred cause of liberty. But what will be the consequences of doing that? It's opposition from the adversary, of course. We need to expect it. So, folks, let's be a Job and uproot the evil in our land so others can have a clean earth to till. We were not born into this age by chance. You're here for a reason, fam.
1: We've got a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. The answer is to anchor yourself to Christ. All right, you need to get close to the Lord and stay there, as our next guest always highlights, Dr. Scott Bradley. We need to realize that God is stronger than Satan, and we need to be on the Lord's side who. That is the key as we battle for the sacred cause of liberty. Lowell Nelson, Liberty.org. Thank you so much, sir.
2: Good to be with you, Sam. Thank you.
1: Always doing a phenomenal job. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio. Show. Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for July 25th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, we follow the supreme law of the land the constitution. That is our guide. Yes, we believe in the checks and balances. That's one of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. Yes, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. They say we're anti-government, but they lie. All right. The Democrats flat out are blatantly wanting to abolish the whole Supreme Court now because they can't pack the court. Now they want to abolish the whole thing. And then they call us anti-government. <laughs> These people, they're off their rock. They're crazy. All right. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. His lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation incredible to preserve the nation what a worthy goal huh you can learn more at rising dot com he's got weekly webinars and videos and a whole lot of content there freedoms sun dot com spread the word share the love please and dr bradley welcome to liberty roundtable live this pioneer day weekend
8: well thank you uh I, probably a little explanation to your listeners that are outside the state of Utah. Um, Pioneer Day is is the Founders' Day in the state of Utah. In July 24, 1847, a group of vagabond refugees came into the Great Basin out in the West here, uh, driven from their country by uh, their fellow countrymen, and uh, f- trying to find a little opportunity to worship God according to the dictates of their conscience. And um, it's interesting to me that. All these years later, it seems to be that uh, uh, the opportunity to worship, as one would choose, is under a greater assault, perhaps, than it ever has been, uh, probably at least in the last 200 years. I'm sure there were some times we could talk about the, before the Constitution where there were some pretty egregious things. But the fact of the matter is, um, today, in this modern cosmopolitan world, uh religious liberty is is surely under assault and even by official policy um that is uh, promoted by you know the the people that seek to subvert everything that that this nation was originally established on so it's probably a good time for all of us i mean whether you want to talk about it today or not i wonder but but honestly we all need to give pause and consider that great blessing of worshiping our god according to the dictates of our conscience and now that's uh, been vouchsafe in the constitutional uh, doctrine, if you will. And and uh, when the most senior levels of government are seeking to overthrow that, that's pretty serious stuff. So I don't know. It's I don't know. Is that enough of a blurb on uh, what happened back in 1847?
1: Yeah, it's important to understand that, you know what, the real tale for Pioneer Day. By the way, happy Pioneer Day to all of you out there from us, the Liberty Roundtable live team. It is a holiday in the state of Utah. It's not a holiday for the rest of the country. Uh, And you know what, it doesn't celebrate when the Utah Territory was discovered. It doesn't celebrate, you know, a lot of those things. But it does celebrate the arrival of refugees. Refugees from the United States of America who fled to a territory for their very lives, okay? And the story that precedes uh, this holiday really is the tale where the United States literally kicked out everybody who was a man, woman, and child who was willing to say they are a Mormon or a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The Mormons, believe it or not, were literally under an extermination order by Governor Boggs at the time and fled to this territory for safety. Uh, Now, the story is riveting because at first you think, well, that's why the Mormons are so anti-government. Well, that's a lie. See, while they were fleeing for their lives, (laughs) the government literally came to the Mormons and said, will you help us with the Mexican War, which the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints were willing to help with that, leaving their wives and their children on the trail, still fleeing from tyranny and abuse. They helped the United States government in the Mexican War and then returned back to their farms and... I mean, it's George Washington-esque, the service rendered uh, to our country. This just proves the peaceful intent of the Mormon people, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But they were literally harassed out of the very country that they held so dear. But even once they were into a, in, in a territory, they still believed in the Constitution uh, and joined the United States as a state when the opportunity afforded itself. Uh, Meanwhile, though, they uh, exhibited or they endured all kinds of abuses from the United States Army. Uh, The story is epic and long, but there's no people that have been abused more in the history of the Republic than the Mormons. Scott Bradley.
8: Well, it is interesting. People say, what? Well, the United States actually declared war against the people that had migrated out to the Great Basin. And they sent an army out there to subdue their, uh, quote, unquote, rebellion which was non-existent, but there had been those that, f- you know, fostered the uh, imagery that uh, that they needed to go out and put these rebels to to uh, shame and death. It, I mean, who's, uh, yeah, the Native Americans have, have had uh, the United States Army pursuing them all around the rugged country out in the West. Uh, it's an absolutely, it's a shocking thing. Their Their story is shocking also, by the way, the genocidal effort, became, um, you know, the official government policy of, you say, genocidal? What do you mean genocidal? Well, if you're going to kill all of the food sources for the entire Native population, which would result in the death of men, women, and children, what other thing could it be called? I mean, there's been some pretty dark moments throughout history, uh, but, but rather than emphasize those, we should probably be emphasizing the, The fact that uh, that is not what is written into the founding documents and into the uh, doctrines of this nation that were practiced passionately and fervently by those that were the principal founders of the nation. And In fact, if you want to talk about that, well, you don't probably want to talk about the Native Americans, but but the um, um, Northwest Ordinance that was passed in 1787 and repassed in 1789, after the Constitution was ratified, spoke of their intention, first of all, to support, sustain, and allow religious liberty, but in addition, it spoke of the policy that should be pursued in regards to the Native Americans, a far cry from what it devolved to uh, later on when genocidal uh, hatred filled everybody, not everybody, but a great many people's hearts when they were trying to kill every man, woman, and child. It's a, it's appalling how we can contrast some of those original documents and say, well, what did those that came later do? That's kind of where we are today. The people today in large measure, particularly those that are at the head of the government, are largely ignoring the inspired. I can't think of any other term. The inspired writings and uh, intent that created this nation uh, when they go about destroying every vestige of things that we really cherish. And um, ca- casting aside, I mean, religious liberty, forget it. A, a Nazi Germany comes into town, and they they stop the uh, right to, you know, worship as we choose to do. You can't gather. You can't have free speech. It's being censored at every turn. The First Amendment basically is done in this country. Fourth Amendment was done with the Patriot Act, uh, Warren Hatch and his cronies that put that through in 2001. I mean, come on, people. We have the Eighth Amendment. Forget it. You know, this uh, excessive fines thing. Did you hear about that guy in Florida that might lose his house about his lawn needing cutting? A uh, $30,000 fine has been uh, yeah, confirmed. Yeah, it's insane. Where's Ron DeSantis it's when absurd. you need him, huh? Well, no, hey, they're appealing it. I mean, I, I understand that, but but this idea of cruel and unusual punishment and excessive fines, it's been upset, it's set aside because some idiot bureaucracy established a law that says we can fine you if your lawn gets long. And if you set the fine at $30,000, which is excessive, it, it's going to cause this guy to lose his home. It'll go into foreclosure if it, it really goes through because he doesn't have 30000 bucks to pull out of his pocket to pay for That's his sure. lawn. It's hap—it's absolutely absurd. It's happening.
1: And, and here's the it deal. Is- I submit to you that the Pioneer Day, celebrating the liberty that the Mormons had as they fled to a territory for safety, uh, celebrating their pioneering efforts of recolonizing uh, a, and creating whole communities, uh, they did so literally in Nauvoo, Illinois, a city that nobody wanted. They went there. They drained the swamp. Uh, They overcame and created one of the most beautiful cities on the Great Bend of the Mississippi River. However, they got railroaded from the city they built on land that nobody wanted. That wasn't good enough. So they fled to a territory for safety. There was a a declared war against the Mormons, Uh, even after the Mormons helped in the Mexican War. It's just shocking how this all happens. Anyway, there's no people more abused than the Mormon people, not the blacks not the native americans sure there were wrongs there too but not nobody has had a an extermination order against not only men but women and children uh, as well uh, and i bring that up now because i see history repeating itself now the government started to come after christians not just a specific sect of christians but christians in general and so when i watch this movie january the 6th ladies and gentlemen uh, what really happened on january the 6th from the epoch times Um, I'm left with only one phrase in my heart and mind, Dr. Bradley, here it is. The government, meaning the deep state, is in bed with the CIA-controlled media and has now declared war on We the People. I don't know how to say it any different. When you watch that movie, it is shocking. And now they're trying to use January 6th to tell people that I'm a terrorist. I wasn't even there. Dr. Bradley in seconds. They came after the Mormons in 1847, ladies and gentlemen, 1846 kind of range, 1845, etc. And they literally drove them out of the United States. A complete denial of religious liberty, and a flat-out assault on all men, women, and children. They literally had an extermination order against all Mormons, all members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Pioneer Day is to celebrate the liberty they had when they came to the Rocky Mountains and embraced the territory. Uh, it wasn't called Utah then. They called it Deseret, which was named after a honeybee, for the uh, the prosperity and the hard work and the uh, that a, that a bee is known for. And so that's the idea. Uh, but now, ladies and gentlemen, history repeats itself, and I say they're coming after the Christians. All right, the government, meaning the deep state, is now in bed with the CIA-controlled media, and they have now declared war. On We the People. Look, they're literally writing articles in mainstream press newspapers now saying that Sam Bushman is really at ground zero. Richard Mack, Stuart Rhodes, uh, M. Bundy, all these people uh, are anti government, involved in militias, and, 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 and really against the government. And then they say, but Sam Bushman's at the center of it all because he interviews all these people. And so Sam Bushman is kind of the ultimate commander, is the way the lie goes. But then they back this into Sam Bushman receives money from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints to fund his anti-government efforts and the mormons are going to take over the whole west and challenge the government well number one it's a big lie there's no evidence whatsoever they claim i get a bunch of money from the uh, mormon church i don't receive a single penny not one single penny have i received from the mormon church ladies and gentlemen in fact there's a principle called tithing and i pay more money into the church uh, than you can imagine uh, for my little salaries that i get but all i'm telling you is i don't receive a penny so it's all a big strung together lie, but when you watch this January 6th, what really happened movie, look, I can think of nothing but they've declared war on We the People. They're literally trying to tie me to January 6th. I wasn't even there. We encourage people not to go. Okay, I'm just telling you this dishonest narrative. Now, Donald Trump literally put uh, at the disposal— Other Republicans and the Democrats and the Capitol police, 20,000 National Guards he authorized to attend them should they determine they needed it. They did not use those National Guardsmen or whatever you want to call them, National Guard. Uh, And then they blamed it on Donald saying he uh, whipped this up and wouldn't stop it. The lies just continue forth from there. I don't know how to call this. I'm not really a guy that loves hyperbole. I don't try to be a shock jock, Scott Bradley. I don't try to do anything, but I'm only left to say the government, the deep state, in bed with the CIA-controlled media, literally is de- declaring war on we, the people. January 6th is only one example. Your thoughts?
8: Well, again, there's, there's, as you often do, you throw out a lot of strings, and I try and pull on a few in the little bit of time we have. Uh, it kind of uh, reminds me, back in 1946, uh, there was a poem put together by a German Lutheran pastor. And people have heard it. It's usually misquoted or underquoted if you will. Uh, And it has to do about people coming after certain people and other people next and other people next. Until when they came for me, there was no one left to speak out for me. And uh, it's a divide and conquer kind of thing. It's a kind of thing where uh, uh, everybody is kind of picked off in their uh, effort to silence someone along the, pa- the path. And, it, and it's interesting to me, I, I would, I guess I would indict, if you will, the so-called conservatives of America because very, very much all too often we find people that say, oh, they don't hold their mouth just like I do when I profess my Christianity or, or some other aspect of their belief system. and Therefore, they're my enemy. And of course, the constitutional perspective is there's There is no religious test. Yes, the fi- founding principles are Christian in their basis, and they're they're soundly founded in in all of the things that were done initially. But because we can't seem to think that there's any anything else other than our narrow focus, we shatter like glass when it comes to uh, a little bit of difference between belief systems and and I, th- I think that that's one of our, our major uh, vulnerabilities as as we try to uphold these principles is that we find I, I mean I, I can personally point out many 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 people that have diverged from me because of my profession of faith that I do not deny nor do I deny them anybody else their opportunity to profess their faith but yet and still they pull away, they fragment, they, they get to the point where we are basically a majority or a minority, I guess I should say, of one because we've made ourselves so insulated from those that largely want to, everybody you would think would want to pr- protect their ability to worship. Everybody would want to protect their ability to vote. Everybody would want to protect their ability to be free and prosperous and choose to live their lives the way they wish. And yet, and still, there's always some—I uh, call them socialists because they tend to be, uh, you know, uh, huge agents of bigger government. But you can call them anything you want. If it's destroying your liberty, it's poison. Uh, and so, uh, we we tend to push people away. I I fear oftentimes, because of their slight differences from us, and and we fail to realize that if we if we if they lose. Their ability to worship, or to vote, or to participate in in the institutions of liberty, or become uh, economically prosperous. You you heard about the, the lawsuits that have been filed because of Biden's uh, you know programs that he's only going to let minorities and women uh, participate in some of his big infrastructure stuff. I, oh yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna close the door on white guys and, and men. Uh, and men in general, yes. But the fact of the matter is, it's, it's all wrong. It violates the Americanist principles. Well, of course, of course, it, it violates, first of all, that the U.S. government has no authority for these big infrastructure projects, that uh, the trillion-dollar infrastructure projects that the Congress, Republicans and Democrats, have recently passed. Uh, it just isn't there. Uh, Post roads, that's it for roads. That's it. Infrastructure stuff, leave it to the, in the right hands and stop, stop trying to shoehorn America into a, a, a government that basically has all power to provide everything to everybody, has all power to take everything from everybody. And that's kind of where we're going with this. We need to
1: wake up, people. And they've got an assault on God, family, and country, ladies and gentlemen, in so many ways. With the global warming agenda lies or the climate change denies, they're literally denying us and our relationship with the earth that God gave us that he told us to be stewards over. They want you to believe that you're not a steward, that they decide what happens to the earth, that they decide what the temperature ought to be, and that they and that they, they really want to have government replace God is their agenda. Now, on the family level, leftists have been attempting to redefine the terms male and female for years, right? But now Marion webster is following suit, believe it or not. Grant Atkinson uh, with the Western Journal uh, updates us on this. The definition of the word female in the online version of the venerable, you know, Webster's Dictionary has been changed to, quote, having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. That's what a female is, just having a gender identity that's the opposite (laughs) of male. We're not going to really discuss this now. Now, the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh put out that video, What is a Woman? Great content, addressed this very topic uh, on Twitter and basically said, look, this was inevitable. It was bound to happen. Right? They want to appease the, quote, trans activists. But when I look at this, Dr. Bradley, I just think, look, we cannot abide with this. This is not something that we can be polite or or cave on. or Look, science and God match. There's male and female. There's no way to deny this reality. But they're literally saying the sun's not going to rise or the sun isn't rising. When you're literally sunburned to a crisp. They're saying the sun's not rising. It's that dishonest of a lie. And the issue here is honesty. Now we've got to stand up for this, like Matt Walsh and others are doing. We have got to say, you know what? We're not going to allow this to, but literally when you start to have uh, a Merriam-Webster's dictionary redefine, we're like in 1984 and beyond. This is insanity, but we're allowing it to happen because no one's standing up, doctor it's it's absolutely
8: absurd you're either xx or you're xy <laughs> i mean that's the way it is you know and and unless there's a, a really strange anomaly but it's it's got to be so rare as to be uh, ba- basically non-existent and and the fact of the matter is that everybody's oh you've got to be uh, tolerant just just stop being so obtuse these people can believe the way they want and we've got to tolerate it in fact we've got to encourage it This uh, derangement that happens and uh, and, uh, something that's so the antithesis of the stability of society. And no, they want you to be tolerant of everything, but your position. You have to tolerate theirs while nobody tolerates yours. It's absurd. and I guess we're probably up for a break again, aren't we?
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, because we have a whole lot more about the war being declared on We the People. We'll talk about it. Redefining male and female and denying God is one of them. Hang tight, we got another one coming up.
0: Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio
5: News with Lance Pride. The news of Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan has sparked threats from Beijing and concerns among Biden administration officials that the dispute could spiral out of control. The Chinese foreign ministry said China would take, quote, forceful measures, end quote, if the visit occurs and communicated privately to the United States that a military response was possible. A wildfire burning out of control near California's Yosemite National Park in the middle of the state has forced thousands of residents to flee. Jeff LaRusso with the Riverside County Fire Department Sunday night.
2: I want to give you guys the latest on where we're at with the fire. The current acreage is 15,603 acres. We have 0% containment, and we're still actively working on, on getting more and more. The Pope
5: is in Edmonton, Canada all week long. We are USA Radio News.
6: Wendy Bell here for my friends at Swiss America. Did you know the U.S. Constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver? That's right. But our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So, to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800 630 1490 that's 800-630-1490 silver walking liberty half dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800-630-1490 800-630-1490
5: type 2 diabetes has hit one segment of our community pretty hard And the Biden administration is doing something about it. The administration has come out in support of the South Asian Heart Health Awareness Research Act of 2022 and looks forward to working with the Senate on this critical bill. South Asian Americans carry a disproportionate risk of cardiovascular disease and related disorders like type 2 diabetes. From the Gulf Coast Radio News Bureau, I'm Tony Maruso. The Philadelphia Phillies Baseball Club will welcome Pete Rose back to Citizens Bank Park for the first time since he received a lifetime ban in 1989 for gambling. Rose is scheduled to attend a celebration of the 1980 World Series champions that will be taking place on August 7th. Angry Kid Rock fans trashed a North Dakota State Fair concert venue by chucking beer cans and storming the stage. One man was arrested. The show was canceled because of bad weather. USA Radio News.
1: All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley, Sam Bushman, com is how you learn about Dr. Scott Bradley's efforts in the sacred cause of liberty, his collegiate series to preserve the nation, along with his weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, and a whole lot more at Freedomsrisingson.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, they're really trying to redefine male and female. What an attack on science and what an attack on God's laws. They're literally... uh, you know, attacking us on January the 6th, everybody who believes in liberty, who believes Donald Trump does something good once in a while, I didn't even vote for Donald Trump. I wasn't even there on January the 6th, but somehow I'm tied together with all that. Why? Because I interviewed Stuart Rhodes, you see, and I'm friends with Richard Mack, don't you know? And therefore, hey, I know Ammon Bundy and I'm friends with him and I've endorsed Ammon Bundy for president, or I'm sorry, for governor of the great state of Idaho. And so therefore I'm at ground zero for all these guys, but they lie and they're using these fusion centers against us. And so, look, folks, they're declaring war on us. I don't know any other way to describe it, folks. You say, what are you talking about? Well, now think about Dr. Deborah Burks. After two years of forcing vaccines down our throats, after two-plus years, almost three years, because uh, now you've got this situation where uh, they fast-track the vaccines and everything else, now they lie. It's not even a vaccine, and they tell us it is. But it's a bioweapon, folks, is all it is. But now, Dr. Deborah Burke's quote, I knew shots would not prevent COVID infection. I think we overplayed the vaccines. Artmore at WND.com writes the article that highlights her statements on the Fox News channel's Neil Cavuto. Defenders of federal officials, including President Biden, who declared one year ago The people who received the COVID-19 vaccines would not be infected? Well, they lied. And now they're saying, hey, even people that are quadruple vaccinated, we're not surprised when they get sick. We're not surprised when they (laughs) transmit the disease or get the disease. Burks, who's now promoting a new book in which she confesses, ladies and gentlemen, that she manipulated data. Are you hearing me? and quietly altered CDC guidance without authorization. Now folks, I don't know how to respond to this, but look, we need to start arresting these criminals. They have literally declared war on us. There's no other answer for this. She literally changed guidance and data without authority or authorization. Everybody went with it. Anybody who opposed it was considered a domestic threat, a terrorist. How dare you be a vaccine denier? It turns out that we were right all along and Deborah Burks knew it, but she literally lied for the government. Okay, she knew shots would not prevent COVID infection, but she, quote, literally confesses that she manipulated data and quietly altered CDC guidance without authorization. These people need to be in prison and they've declared war on us dr bradley there's no other way to determine this
8: well you know there there has to be a clear and specific and concise and unequivocal statement she's a liar she lied to the american population the american population was completely spun out of control the economy was destroyed we continue to inject people with with this bioweapon that has zero value to us. And and Fauci himself has admitted, well, it's not quite as good as we thought it was going to be. No, it's not good at all. And in fact, I don't know, Sam, if you've seen the uh, the report out of England, they've got a a number of months running as to how many are dead and dying from uh, this so-called COVID pandemic. Uh, And the latest month is 92% of the dead and dying are fully vaxxed okay here's the cool thing there's very few of the unvaxxed that are now they started early enough that there was something of an anomaly where uh you know there was under ninety percent of the dead and dying not much under ninety percent of the dead and dying were were vaxxed and and as it has come forward what they have found is that uh, the the percentage of dead and dying are more and more and more the vaxed people, and I think we have to ask ourselves, are some of these uh oh these these more deadly variants that are coming out are they related to the fact that the variants may be uh, as a result of the vax I, I there needs to be some study done but but this is an official report out of England that something over ninety percent of the dead and dying now are out of the ranks of the vaxxed. So, yes, and Deborah Burks, the most senior level of uh, response of the national government, she says she altered data. Now, it reminds me of uh, when I was doing my undergraduate work, I, I had a professor that, uh, he was an admitted Marxist. I mean, uh, he and I used to end class, we'd go out in the parking lot, we'd lean against either his car or my car, and we'd have discussions into the night about our uh, political and philosophical opinions that differed completely from each other. And I got to know him pretty good. I mean, we had great discussions. Nobody ever threw punches, as you might be wondering right now. We we always exchanged cordially, but but he was an idiot. There's no getting around it. And uh, he, he completely, I asked him one time, uh, as he was doing research, if he found things that, in his research, that contradicted the the theory that he was pursuing and the thing he was trying to promote through some this research he was doing so i throw it out i throw it out I, no wait wait hey, if you're doing honest research you have to look at what the results truly show and you've got to account for that and then and uh, allow it to be there to show that what your your theory is may be wrong to the point that it's, it's not worth pursuing anymore. In fact, may be destructive to, to knowledge somewhere. Oh, no, I throw it out, he said. I throw it out. I always throw it out. And that's where we've come to in America, when the most senior individuals throw out information that contradicts not just the narrative, not just the storyline, the script that they have chosen to foist upon not only this nation, but the entire world. I have been giving a presentation at a couple of different places lately. It's about an hour and a half long, so it does take a while to do. Um, called the Fauci facade, and and literally, it is a facade that has been foisted from the the every global every corner of the globe into the United States, on the United States, into our individual states, and into us as individuals. And it's There's a no very question. very personal thing.
1: And here's the interesting thing. Dr. Deborah Birx, not only did she admit that she knew full well that it wouldn't stop infection or transmission, uh, she then basically goes on and says that she intentionally manipulated data without authority. This is criminal activity for for her folks. She says this, let's be very clear, 50% of the people who died from the Omicron, quote, surge were older and vaccinated, Believe it or not, an analysis of Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines and the trials there found that the mRNA shots are more likely to land a recipient in the hospital than to provide protection from a severe adverse event. The findings, believe it or not, were similar to those of a recent preprint analysis that found no evidence of reduction in overall mortality in the mRNA vaccine trials, not to mention a new study published in the New England Journal of Medicine found that two doses of the mRNA vaccines increased the risk of COVID-19 infection during the Omicron wave. So not only did they know full well that it didn't do any good, they knew the harm it would cause. They manipulated the Dana to back that harm, and now she's confessing it all. I don't know how you could declare more war on the people more than that. You tie everybody up on January 6th who wasn't even there, call them terrorists. You call mom terrorists at the, at the school board meetings. You literally start attacking anybody that's a Christian. You literally lie about male and female and change definitions to rewrite reality and history and flat out turn your back on God. And then you literally create these clot shot um, bioweapons and you literally fast track them and force them on everyone. And then you admit at the end of it that you know full well it wouldn't do any good. And then studies show the disaster that that spike protein creates. We're getting more and more evidence that this was intentionally executed on we the people i don't know how to call it any other way but they're declaring war on us dr bradley can you see it any other way with all this evidence now
8: no No, and i've been saying for about two years now (laughs) that uh, we need another nuremberg type trial and i I will temper that saying that it's not a a globalist uh, world court kind of thing is done in u.s courts with u.s jurisprudence involved with the idea of full due process and so on and so forth, but with full disclosure in an uh, unpassionate environment
1: where we get to the bottom of this, people knew. And you're you're calling for the courts, Dr. Bradley, and you're calling for the checks and balances, and you're calling for due process of law. The liberals are flat out saying now they want to flat out abolish the court. Pray and work hard for the sacred cause of liberty. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't really even know how to articulate this, and I hate to really say the government's declared war on us, but I, don't, I really don't see any other alternative but, but to highlight that. When you see what they've done with the coronavirus reality, folks, it could not be more in your face. When you see what they're doing in the name of, quote, climate change, literally without evidence, and then what they say is, Sam, you're a climate change denier. We ought to arrest you, Sam. How dare you say that? You're putting our planet at risk. They're literally attacking all Christians on all fault lines from what is a woman to I knew shots would not prevent infection. I manipulated the data. (laughs) Let's be very clear. It isn't what the people were told. And they're literally admitting this now in your face. And there's nobody calling for repercussions except for the very few. That's us, Doctor Bradley.
8: You know, and I, I—people might say, "Oh, Bradley always comes back to this Marxist philosophy of conflict and and uh, dividing and conquer and all this kind of." But it's true, and and again, I'll come back and I'll reiterate the fact that I, nor I'm confident you, nor many that believe as we do, or any that believe as we do, are interested in being anti-government. What we're trying to do is reinstate, restore, uphold, sustain the form of government that was uh, granted to this great nation in the founding era that, in my opinion, God ordained. He raised up men that were unique on this whole planet. Uh, These men that walked across the stage of life were different. Uh, Finding anybody anybody today that uh, is of the same uh, stature as those individuals would be extremely difficult. One or two would be I- extremely difficult and yet there was a whole cast of them that brought their, their skills, their talents, their intellect, their wisdom, their, their ability to recognize lessons from history and uh, I think God's inspiration rested upon them. So we're not anti-government. We're, we're trying to restore the original foundation and what's happening right now is Marxist in its origin. And you say, oh, no, it's fascist. Oh, no, it's uh, uh, some kind of uh, Fabian socialist, or it's whatever. You know, the Labor Party or whatever. No. Democrat, Republican, yes. Whatever is out there that violates these original intent, the founding principles that were so well articulated in the beginning days of this nation, and largely followed for, for many decades, they began to stray when you got to stuff like Case law and things like that, you know, with, that the attorneys all try to make as though it's the gospel and eternal principle, and and uh, that's one of the things they were relying on on keeping Roe v. Wade and some of these other foolish, foolish court rulings alive. Uh, but but maybe that's crumbling a little bit in some arenas, and that's why this effort to ban, uh, you know, the the efforts of the Supreme Court. Now the Supreme Court is <laughs> embedded. In Article Three of the United States Constitution, it's it's something that if you throw the Supreme Court out, you're literally throwing out an entire segment of the United States Constitution. And and honestly, there are people on both sides of the, the fence. I mean, whether you call them right or left, or liberal or conservative or whatever, many want to go back uh, to a Articles of Confederation kind of arrangement. Uh, which was the original Constitution of the United States, which was a failure formula. It was recognized by the everybody virtually at the time as something that was going to destroy the entire foundation of the nation and that would be lost. But there are people trying to go back to that that want to have a Constitution convention, that want to rewrite the Constitution, that you know, it's a bad century to be doing that with all of the acrimony and the divergence and the lack of understanding and everything that's there. But back under the Articles of Confederation, there wasn't a federal court, and and there was stuff that uh, that completely abrogated any th- form of true justice at the gen- general government level. So there's conservatives, quote unquote, that are saying, "Oh no, we got to go back to the, we got to go back to the Articles of Confederation." They don't have those exact words, but when you look at their proposals, that's where we're going. And there's those on the other side that want to throw things overboard and have thrown things overboard. And and they say this is our form of government. It's not. It is not. It has not been approved by the people. The right of the people
1: to have that consent has been abandoned. They just so do think about really this, killing. ladies and gentlemen. While Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley advocate for the proper role of limited constitutional government, while we reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the principles that made America great, they literally call us anti-government. They literally tie us into the January sixth insurrection as if somehow we're terrorists. They literally say you guys are climate change deniers and therefore you're the you're the enemy. You won't embrace the transgender agenda that we have. So somehow you're a bigoted, hate-filled, you know, racist or bigot or whatever. Uh, While we're trying to advocate to restore the country to the values that made America great, to our founding father-esque values, they want to yeet God. They want to jettison all things godly. Merriam-Webster Dictionary now redefining the word female and male to where, you know what, it fits with the transgender, flat-out satanic lie. Will Disney in bed with uh, Marion Webster Dictionary, too, because now Disney changes what are called fairy godmothers to gender-neutral apprentices at their theme parks <laughs> now. So if you want your little daughters to dress up or whatever else, you've got these transgender wacko, I don't know what you call them, apprentices or whatever they're called, uh, now literally setting up role models. Disney, sadly, has set up role models that have now gone woke and perverted and whacked out to the point where you don't even take your kid to the theme park anymore because they'll have some transgender trying to dress up your kid in a in a gender neutral kind of a I mean, this is insanity, folks. and families are jettisoning Disney in droves over this kind of stuff. but Disney doesn't care. They take a page out of the target blue book or playbook, you know when target promoted transgender, same sex, whatever bathroom, or uh, you know, whatever sex bath. Hey, the Christians um, stood against it, a million-plus families. But Target just doubled down. Uh, And now, you know what? Christians are losing at every turn. Why? Because we're not standing up in mass. We're not protesting. Disney should go broke before it goes woke. But yet, you know what? They continue to double down. You literally have Hallmark now. Gone woke. You can't watch a Hallmark movie these days because what will happen is, You'll think it's this cute, great movie, and then you'll just be outed by a gay or a lesbian that just comes out in your face and ruins the whole movie. So Americans are jettisoning now Hallmark in droves. This is what I mean. The culture war is on, and the American government in bed with the mainstream CIA-controlled media, they're literally now in a war with us. There's no other way. I can't even stand for the traditional values that America has been known for for a couple of hundred years the Christian principles that were known for peace and prosperity and safety around the world, those who followed the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Now there's an assault on everything that we hold sacred, hold dear, or consider holy. Dr. Bradley.
8: You know, I say often that words have meanings. Those meanings may be known. And the meanings that we have from the original days of this country may only be what they were in the day they were written. And this effort by dictionaries to redefine or by leftists or rightists or whomever we're dealing with that are seeking to overthrow the blessings of liberty, we need to recognize that, that the foundation was written in plain English. Those English words have definitions. We can go back and study them and understand them, and we can embrace them, and we can apply them. And and it's But it's interesting to me, as you point out, you've mentioned a couple of uh, things that People had historically have thought, oh golly, this is an icon of of uh, you know virtue here in America, whether it's Hallmark or, or Disney or whatever, and and so many people, tragically, uh, they, they claim to believe in in all of the virtue, lovely, good report, praiseworthy things that we've been talking about that are at stake here, and are being threatened. They continue to throw their money at Disney. I mean, I understand from some people that were there recently. That uh, the Disneyland is charging like a hundred and fifty bucks for a one-day pass, and if you want to get a little bit of an upgraded, uh, I don't know, trip through the line to get there, uh, not have to stand in line long, it's another like uh, forty dollars or something like that. I I may be a little off on what they uh, what they're actually running, but if you're spending nearly two hundred bucks a person a day to go there, and some people go multiple days and and you revel in the excitement of being there, it's like, wait a minute. For everybody that's there, you're paying a couple hundred bucks a day into the pocket of those that are seeking to basically cast aside the things that you purport to believe with your children and grandchildren. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I, I just, um, I, I'm in shock. It, it's just a tragic travesty how we say, well, you know, I, boy I, I, I really struggled with this. I, I didn't really want to go, but I did I did anyway. and I gave them a couple hundred bucks a day for me and my grandkids each to be there. Uh, and we stood in line for hours at a time. I mean, what a rip! I mean I stood in enough lines when I was in the military that I said I'd never do it again. I said I'd never ride a bus again because of all of the you know the public transportation that the military put me on. And and I've kept those things. I I try really hard to live up to those things that uh, uh, you know that I found to be so offensive to me. But to tell you the truth, everybody seems to flock and they want to give their money away while they're doing it to these things. Walk away, people. It's like the airlines when they when they said you're going to have to jump through these hoops. To uh, to participate in this right to travel, which was a right of free men, uh, Blackstone wrote extensively about that back in the 1760s, and uh, now you've got to do these things and jump through these. I say, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play your game. You say, man, your world's getting pretty small, guy, <laughs> but uh, we tr- we try to help them understand that there's a price to be paid when they become so bizarre that we won't a- a- the pocketbooks may be the only way they feel it. I don't know. I don't know, but anyway, I. Uh, we're in a world of challenge right now, but but the principles still stand, Sam. There is no, getting the around principles the principles still
1: stand, and that's why I want to make this very clear before the end of the hour, because I'm articulating that the government, in bed with the media, is declaring war on we the people. That doesn't mean that I want war just because I'm calling a spade a spade about their actions against us. That doesn't mean that I'm advocating for that. I want to follow the Prince of Peace. I want to avoid war uh, at all costs. I get that at some point people need to defend themselves from any enemies, foreign and domestic, uh, including government. I get all that. But I'm trying to avoid the war. I'm trying to peacefully say, look, there's a way forward, folks. There is a solution. We can embrace the principles that made America great, we can do it peacefully. We don't have to fight, we don't have to be at war, but whether it's a culture war, a physical war, a a government war, look, we just need to stand on the right side of the issues. We need to be on the moral side of the discussion. We need to work on de-escalation and follow the Prince of Peace. And I submit to you the 10 Commandments is the great guide that can help us get that done along with the two great commandments, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. Folks, these are the, the, in my opinion, the blueprint for freedom and safety and stability, along with the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. These are the documents of safety. Let's not jettison them in our panic for solutions. Let's return to what has a proven track record of success. Let's preserve the nation, shall we? Freedom's Rising Thank you, Dr. Bradley. All right, and Sam Bushman, dot LovingLiberty.net, spread the word, share the love. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore America. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.